Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. It's the 5 o'clock fire. Brought to you by Regions Bank. Ah, it is 5 o'clock, and uh, uh, congratulations. Hopefully you're off work. Clint Sterner, he is out. Tyler Milner is out as well. Brandon Scott, SportsRadio610.com. He is in. Jake is in the building, uh, and uh, he is holding it down as... uh, as Tyler is on vacation, we've had a, a lot of fun uh, today. And once again, you are listening to 5 O'Clock Fire, brought to you by Regions Bank. Uh, D'Amico Ryans, he spoke today. He spoke today. Uh, and if you missed it at all, 12 o'clock. 12 o'clock when this happened, you can go to In the Loop and listen to that in its entirety and hear exactly what he had to say. But, man, I'm telling you, there's a lot in there. But maybe, arguably, the top thing that just jumped out at you, boy. As we all know, the quarterback situation here, and he said it himself, we only got one quarterback on this roster. Um, probably could have said Davis Mills' name, but he didn't say his name. They have yet to say his name no, in, the, in the month since he's been hired. That's all right. That's all right, Tim. We know you there. They didn't say Davis Mills. That don't feel right. I I, I really apologize, uh, D-Hop. But, uh, Davis, <laughs> you yeah, that's all right. We know you there. But he spoke about another quarterback. A guy that he is uh, that he's worked with, <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo, successfully at that. Yeah, in 2017, uh, and it was a, a rough year there. We started, I think, 0 and 9 that year. And you saw when we acquired Jimmy, and towards the end of the year, you saw a quarterback came in, and we won five straight games to end the season because you know we added a very talented guy at the quarterback position. So it just teaches you that. When you do have a, a bona fide quarterback, it helps you win games, helps you be successful. Bona fide. Bona fide. Them was his words. Y'all Talent, heard talented, baby. The man said but it, it. It saved our souls. We were down. We were 0-9. Saved us. Yeah. He didn't say this, but I'll say it for him. Led us to a Super Bowl. He did. He did I that. I know there was a game in there in the playoffs where he only threw it eight times, but led us to a Super Bowl. He also threw a pass in the Super Bowl with his eyes closed. And it resulted in an interception. It happened. Shout out to Prashad Breeland over there on the sideline. Yeah. making that. Yeah, he had Emmanuel Sanders running down the middle of the field by himself and missing by five or six yards. Y'all go look that up. That happened. But he got him there. He did. He did. And he said it. Talented and bona fide, baby. Oh, he, he was a difference in them being just, awful and being respectable. Man, I want, I did, you're, the first thought phrase that comes to your mind when you hear Jimmy G, potential option for the Texans. The the bother the bothersome part about it is that you can figure out all the reasons of why it makes sense and why it would happen. I said, "What's the phrase of the thought that comes to your mind?" Worrisome. <laughs> it's worrisome because I feel like it's realistic and can paint a picture of why and how it could happen. And so, if I'm a if I'm gonna give you the short answer, is worrisome, vexed. Do you remember the old <laughs> folks used to say, "You vexing me"? Listen, it makes me vexed a little bit. I'm telling you. Because I could see it. It's clearly on the table for many reasons. And, I, and it, I Is it, even, though? Is it? Yeah, it is. Oh, damn it. Like, if you just think, if you, if you just put yourself in Sweet Nick's, in Sweet Nick's place, Nick's got to win some games. Like, right now, are you, like, I know many of you, are you 100% sure that if Nick and the Texans this year come sliding in here with three wins again, Depending on how it goes, 
But are you are like when you think about them sliding here with three wins again? Yeah, this is a good question. Like, can Nick survive that? Because 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 Demico can. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what exactly what I was going. Demico's Demico's not going nowhere. can can Nick, and that is going to depend a lot on the talent that they get in here. Yeah, and yeah. and is and is given that is Nick going to view it as, hey, I need a quarterback that's bona fide. And what else was the words that Domingo used? Talented. Yes, talented. More of a sure thing, something that I can rely on, something that I've seen be successful in the NFL as opposed to this year specifically hitching my wagon to a rookie. Now, I happen to believe, we've gone over this already, I happen to believe there are two rookies that are coming out of this draft that could start for you right away and could win you some games. I do believe that. But if they don't, could they go this route? Yeah, I could. I could. I could see it. Well, I don't like it. I don't like the what I see, but I could but, see it. But like you could see Jimmy coming in, and they could still do Jimmy and draft their quarterback. Yeah, which I which then I I could feel a lot better yes. about yes. that. Yes, yes. If Same. they were to draft their quarterback and then bring in Jimmy and try to kill two birds with one stone, yeah, try to win some games because if they get Jimmy in, I could like depending on the rest of the talent and what they do in free agency, understanding they've got a lot of ammo in free agency in the draft. Like I could see them getting to the seven wins. Yeah, well, with Jimmy. I, well, like a, and, and I've I don't know if I've said this, but my alternate universe, my what if, you know, obviously I want them to draft a quarterback high, but if they don't do that, my what if is okay. What if they go defense and weapon? Don't draft a quarterback in the first round, and then let's say the third best quarterback on their board is just undervalued and like a Hendon Hooker. Like if Hendon Hooker's there at thirty three, and that's who they like. I'm not going to be so mad at it. Now, to me, it's an alternate universe, but I'm like, okay, so there's a guy that's not completely healthy yet. Maybe they need to ease him into things. He comes from an offense that's, that doesn't really necessarily translate to the NFL with the spread that they were doing in Tennessee. What if they use Jimmy as a true bridge quarterback because they don't view Davis as that and then kind of ease Hendon Hooker into things or so, or whoever that, that guy is who you don't draft in the first I, round. Yeah, I, listen, I don't care what many of you, any, anybody says. Whether they're on the air, they're on TV, your listeners, or whatever. Uh, that man ain't just got all kinds of leeway. I'm going to tell you this right now. You don't fire three coaches in three years and come back and win three games yeah, no. the, four, the fourth year or the third year of, of that and then just be just good and safe. I don't care how good the relationship is. Because I'm going to tell you right now, you all are going to be calling heads if yeah. they win three games again. And the heads you calling ain't going to be D'Amico. Yeah. It's going to be him. And so he's got in his mind to think, i got to start putting some product of winning on the field. And then when you put that to the point of, you just heard what his whole, what his head coach had to say, glowing words about Jimmy. Bobby Slowick, has he worked with Jimmy? Yep, he has. Yeah. He was a passing game coordinator as they were rolling at but the show. But, sure, doesn't it Gerard seem like... Johnson, the quarterback coach, has he worked with him? Yeah. You know, you know what I don't mm-hmm. get, though? Mm-hmm. Doesn't it seem like since they have this first... And I know we played D'Amico's comments and he said what he said. He said it. But doesn't it seem like since they have this firsthand level and knowledge that we're talking about would be all the more reason why they would know not to do that? Yeah. Because that, that was my first thought. But the firsthand knowledge is they know that Jimmy has won nearly 70% of his games as a starter. And I understand the teams that he's played on, but other guys outside of Brock Purdy have lost when yeah. he is not playing. What I'm saying is they know they can win. They could potentially have a chance at winning, and I think that is very important 
to the general manager when it comes to to, to keeping yeah. his gig. Yeah, but if the ceiling on that dictates that you spend a bunch of draft capital to go trade up to draft a dude out of North Dakota State who ain't played a lot of football recently. Yeah, that ain't it. It, 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 but I'm just saying, if, 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 but if that happened, and if that is the same player, like I, I got a tough time. Uh, imagining that that's gonna also be like your 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 plan of of being your savior. Because what D'Amico's talking about was before they ended up making that decision to move on. The Niners were looking to try to get it to a step to win a Super Bowl, right? Because they saw the ceiling. Yeah, these guys are in the step to can I get six seven wins? Because I just don't want to win three. Five o'clock fire. All right, the Rockets. Um, uh, they got uh, absolutely hammered last night again. Uh, they have not. If you missed it, uh, it's just crazy to say. It's March 1st, folks. They have not won a game in a month. February 1st, the last time they won a game. You're out there a lot. Um, to me, the thing that jumps out is the just pure lack of effort. And I watched I watched the games. Yeah. Most of the most of the games, you don't even have to watch them. You can look at the box scores and just say, well, they cannot be given real effort on, on defense. Oh, but you got to watch to appreciate how – pitiful it is say that too yeah you gotta you, you watch gotta watch it to fully appreciate how pitiful how sad it's like they don't how embarrassing yeah it's like where's the where's the pride and who among them has it you know like not does, a soul does anybody have any level of pride to say you know what we're not gonna we're actually not gonna go out here and give up 150 points we're actually not gonna go out here and let a dude score 40 points on us in a half and a half, which show, I'm going to be honest with you, man, I ain't never seen that before. A dude have 41 points at the half, and then not even really feel like it. Like, And part of that was, like, with, with, the, with the Damian Lillard thing over the weekend, scoring the 71 points in the game. He scored 14 of that 41 in the first half in, like, two minutes, just carving dudes up. And I get that it's Dame Lillard, but, like, they're not even trying sometimes or, or – when they are trying, they have these like huge brain lapses that are like, hey, that shouldn't be the case at this point in the season. Like it's one thing in the first couple of months of the season, but you ain't got but 20 games left and you don't know to stop ball. Something that they teach you. You talk about people say, hey, this is like an AAU team. You know what AAU teams know to do already to stop the ball? Like even AAU teams know that. So this is like damn near disrespectful to AAU ball, to any kind of organized basketball. Everybody pretty much, if you've played ball before, getting to the NBA, which you had to have, everybody knows better than what they're out there doing. So it's beyond Silas. It's really an everybody, an everybody thing right now. Are you, you're, you're out there. You're watching them. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I can't even say Jalen Green is, uh, is becoming a positive because he's so inconsistent, and he's one of the guys you're talking about. Yeah. Effort defensively. Are you seeing any, any bright spots? Uh, I know the kid last night. He had seventeen, and and yeah, did he have a double double seventeen yeah, and twelve. Yeah. The, the, that, well, that's the that's the issue. Like the bright spots are the role players, but at a stage like this, you want your bright spots to be the cornerstones of your rebuild, the the future of your franchise. At least right now, until this next draft comes up, it's supposed to be Jalen Green and Jabari Smith, and those are two of your most inconsistent guys. Your most consistent guys, the ones that you look like you hit on are still at best role players. Yeah, Tari Eason, yeah. K.J. Martin, even Alperin Shingoon to a certain degree. Like, these aren't going to be guys that are going to be the best player on a championship team ever in their lives. No. They're good role not players. A, probably not a top three player. And, and for where they where they were drafted and or, like, like, what the expectation was for them, it's been great. But the cornerstones 
and then the overall picture of it because everybody on this team has a lapse in uh, in effort. Like it's a it's a contagious thing for this team. That's the biggest problem. Your main guys have not developed the way you would expect them to at this point. And in Jabari Smith's case, didn't even come in with the things that you thought were going to be translatable, like the shot. You're like, man, that looked good in college, and it looks good coming off his hand. Why is it so damn flat? Why does it come up short all the time? It just has not translated, and so that's the biggest frustrating part. making you nervous yet? Making me very, very nervous. Making me Now, he's so young that I feel like once he grows into his body and once he goes through this experience – he will be a much better basketball player than he's shown us, but it is a little bit disconcerting to feel the best about role players like Tari Eason, who does not have that effort issue, by the way. So the, yes, from the t- text line, Tari Eason is the only guy giving effort. He does. He does, but I yeah. think to the point you're making. But him, that's the identity of his game. That's what he is. That's a- his effort. role. Yeah. yeah that, that's his role, and he plays it. Yeah, you that's why he's here. You, but you thought who you drafted at two and – yeah, no, two of the last couple of years were going to be guys, or two and three the last couple of years were going yeah. to be guys that were going to be at least two and threes on a potential championship team. And it is still very early. But, ooh, boy, they, uh, the effort thing, that's, that is concerning. And clearly, and clearly, L. Stone and Tillman Fertitta don't really care about uh, trying to, to, to get those guys to be at their best because they continue to roll with the same coaching staff they got. Two E-words that you want to get out of those cornerstone players, effort and efficiency. They are ne- they give you neither. No, they, they, like, the, the, the effort isn't there the way it needs to See, be, the and the efficiency young, damn sure ain't the there. efficiency that young I can at least tolerate, but you, you, you're doing that and the effort. Yeah, well, but the efficiency ain't going to get better if the effort ain't right. No, I, no, I hear you. You know? Lord, man. Yeah. Five o'clock fire. That's right. Five o'clock fire brought to you by Regents Bank. And this is a big one tonight in the NBA as Kevin Durant, who was traded last month uh, to the Phoenix Suns from the Brooklyn Nets. He makes his debut. They're going to beat the hell out of the Charlotte Hornets who don't have uh, LaMelo Ball who hurt himself. But uh, this, this to me, I don't know about you. We'll see. I think it may take a little time. We're seeing... Uh, it's not just fitting together with uh, with Kyrie and and Luca, so it may take some time. But to me, this should be the favorite. When you got Kevin Durant, Chris Paul, uh, uh, DeAndre Ayton, and then Devin Booker, yeah, uh, two two of the best wings right there in the league, yeah, uh, they should be the favorites. Now I know their bench kind of got cleared a little bit in this trade, but they they can still do some things with those four guys. That should be the, uh, the the best team. They should win. A t- they should come out of the West. I'll say yes. That. They I, should at least for the at least come out of the West with that team. And I I for one don't think this is going to take as long as it started as we're seeing it take at uh, at, with with Dallas with Kyrie and and Luca because I think those guys there's some there's some game overlapment with those two. Those yes. even though they're not the same type of players, they kind of do the same things. Kind of like LeBron and D Wade. Like yep. They're not the same players, but they kind of do the same things. This here, man, you got Chris Paul, who's a point guard, like a, a like a straight up point guard. Yep. You got a shooter out here and De- and Devin Booker and you got another wing who doesn't need ISO and Kevin Durant. Like him and Booker don't need ISOs and then 
you got Aiton down. Like everybody plays and does kind of different things. There's not as much uh, 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 game overlapment with those guys. So I feel like they're going to come out rolling pretty quickly. Yeah, this is a league pass game for me tonight. I'm a little disappointed that it's not one of the national games, but I get why. The game that's at that same time that will be on TV is Cleveland and Boston, and those are two Eastern Conference contenders. I think Boston is the best team in in basketball right now, so I get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think right now doesn't mean that they're going to win think, it, but right now, yeah, they are I think the best. The Bucks. I, to me, I, I'd still yeah. Well, I, the Bucks healthy. That that's why I said that's why I stopped short of saying they should come out of the West because the Bucks are a team now that but Giannis is probably pissed off. Kevin yeah, Durant. I think Giannis. Giannis is the best player. I think that the that the Celtics have the most depth. Like overall overall team, I like them a little bit. But I'm I'm look, I'm with you on hey, if Chris Middleton was around last year it would be a different conversation with the Bucks. He's there I, I, right. And he's there this year. Game winning streak I, right I like I like them a lot. But the the Boston Celtics, especially how they started the season and they picked it up a little bit recently, um, I, I think that's that's probably the best basketball team right now. But on the West side, like Look, I just watched Denver last night against, you know, not a great example of basketball who they were playing against in the Rockets, and I think that they're really good. But you you summed it up, man. These are parts that fit together yes. perfectly. This looks and, like and, it looks like a coach well, of a college team just yeah. went out and just said, "Let me grab this, this and that." Well, then and on and top then of that, five. on top of that, Kevin Durant in so many ways is like the perfect basketball player because he can do all of the things that are important. And so, like, and and Kyrie is not exactly that, right? So, like, out of all of the guys that left that whole experiment, Kevin Durant is the one is the best example of them. So he would fit anywhere, and especially with Phoenix. Oh boy, Brandon Scott has a question, has a question to ask me and ask you here that you don't want to miss. Oh my goodness, I almost, I, I think, all right, I'm not gonna give it away. I'm gonna let you ask the question on the other side. He going to ask that question and just say, how you feel? How you feel? Oh, my God. You don't want to miss that coming up next. Sports Radio 610 presents Clint Sturry and the show. All right. Uh, Clint Sturry, he'll be in tomorrow. We've had a good, uh, a good time today. Um, I, want, I want to hear from you on this. Uh, 713-572-4610. All right, Brandon, throw this out there. Brandon had a question, and he didn't just left it with, how do you feel? And he's asking not just myself, he's asking all of you as well. We want to know how the hell you feel. Go ahead, shoot this thing out. Turn your mic on first, man. We got to get this right, man. Yeah, I got to say it with my chest, too, because I don't want y'all to think I'm half-stepping with this. But it is just a question I want to know. Just what, a question. What if they draft Anthony Richardson at two? We see it. We see how... The stock is rising, even though he hasn't played no football since the last time you saw him play football. Since the last time you saw the the top quarterbacks in this draft class, being Bryce Stroud or Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud, play football. You haven't seen Anthony Richardson since then, other than some workout and highlight tapes. But nonetheless, you've heard his name out there. You hear about how he's rising up. Some people say, man, look, he's a top 10 talent. He's the one with the highest ceiling. Might even I'm trying to think of who it was. I was talking to somebody. I was like, "Hey, maybe it was even you." Like the special, you can see where the special is on certain players, and you can't see it on others. Anthony Richardson is one with those distinct special qualities, flashing that flash. Okay, well, 
if you think that highly of them, if the Texans think that highly of them, how would you feel, Texans fan? And I'm still trying to rationalize and work my way through it myself. And by the way, I, I just want to step in for you because this happens to me a lot uh, with some of our listeners. Not all of you, but some of you. All right. He's just asking a question. It's just a question. This does not mean that this is Brandon's take. Yeah. He's asking a question. Yeah. Making you think about it. Yeah, because I feel like I've been pretty clear about wanting Bryce Young, even being willing to trade up, and, and that, that that's not matter. popular. Even being matter. willing to trade up for Bryce Young, being cool with C.J. Stroud and preferring C.J. Stroud at number two. I feel like I've been pretty clear on that. But the question is, because it's in play, it is in play, what if, they drafted Anthony Richardson at number two. How you feel? Would you lose confidence in the coaching staff? Would you lose confidence in Nick Casario? Would you gain confidence in any way in the sense of, hey, if they believe in that guy, or I believe in the coaching staff and this regime so much that if they believe in that guy, if they draft that guy, it must be something there. They must think that they can figure out whatever it is that needs fixing. Personally, I don't want them to draft somebody at number two who they feel like they need to fix. I wouldn't feel great about that, but the question still got to be out there. What if they did it? What if they drafted Anthony Richardson at number two? How you feel? Pimp style, how you feel? From the uh, trailer, Will and Frame text line, uh, bring his ass on. First time in years I trust the coaching staff to put oh. a good product on the field. Another one. I hate it and, lo- and would lose much of the credibility the team has garnered so far in the offseason. Interesting. How I would feel. Weird? (laughs) I'd feel weird on two fronts. One, I'd be shocked that they would say to themselves, hey, the talent is there so much so that we can't pass it up. And not only we can't pass it up, like we're not going to try to do something cute to try to find a way to get him at the best value possible we believe so much. We don't want to take a chance. We're going to take them right here at two and not mm. try to wait at 12 or move up. Like, we're not going to put ourselves in a situation. We're going to take them. Whether that's right or wrong, if they had that kind of gumption, that feel on them, that part would excite me. Uh, for someone who covers the Texans and if you are a Texans fan, they may be wrong or not, but that part of, damn, they're aggressive. This is a guy that they see in the talent that they like. And then this goes to a point that I made earlier is, I told you, if Bryce is gone and C.J. Stroud and Real Levis are there, would I take him at two? Would you feel comfortable thinking that they could be the guy that could be that that face? <clears throat> and I said I struggle to see their special. And, I, and I'm sick of it. Anybody in this league, you can, you can figure it out from, from – uh, from Patrick Mahomes, his special were, man, defensive coordinator can call the right play. Yeah. It don't matter. He just has a move. He has some kind of quality that gets him out of it. Lamar, some kind of quality that gets him out of it. Jalen Hurts, some kind of quality that gets him out of it. Justin Herbert, uh, some kind of quality. All of those guys that we keep, we think of, Josh Allen, all those guys got a special quality. Anthony Richardson, I cannot overlook 53% completion percentage in hard college. To, hard to overlook that. That's bad. But if you're saying to yourself, I'm not just going to draft somebody that I think that's going to be all right, that if we put everything around them, we can get there. I'm going to draft somebody that I trust the coaching staff that I got here 
that this is a staff that made Brock Purdy look like this. This is a staff that rose Jimmy, that I can bring in with this type of talent. I can bring this cat in. And they could, I'd be excited about that. When I said weird than the other place is, it's, it's not because uh, it's just really ignorance. I don't know if this is the coaching staff that can actually yeah. be the ones to do that. Like if you told me, hey, man, he about to go to uh, Shane Steichen, I feel a lot better about it. I've watched that that type of talent with Jalen Hurts. You told me he's going to go to Andy Reid. I feel better about it. You tell me Sean Payton's going to pick him up. Okay, I feel a little bit better about it. The, these guys, we just don't have any kind of track record at all. So that would be where I would be op- apprehensive. I couldn't do it. I don't have, as Tyler would say, in my plums. I don't have that to go do it, to pull the trigger on that. But if they did it, I could see the both sides of it. I, I think, I think though, you, know, you talk about not having it in your plums because I don't think I have it either. But I feel like that's the part that I would like about it. Because it would be so damn ballsy and to the point that you're making about, hey, we don't know if this is the coaching staff that could coach this type of player up. To me, it would show that they, at the very least, and this could be unfounded arrogance, it could bite them in the ass, who knows, but it would show me that they feel like they are that. that, that they f- See, I don't want to draft Anthony Richardson, like I said earlier, because I don't want to draft a player that high who I feel like needs fixing. But on top of that, I know myself, like I'm just a dude who talk on the radio. I don't know how to fix them. You know what I mean? Like I don't know exactly what the reasons why the 50%, you know, 50 completion percentage and all that. Like I can't fix it. They think they can. I can, I can at least respect where they're coming from with that. And then, you know, just the football standpoint, you're bringing them here in here into an offense that's extremely structured and quarterback friendly for, for a quarterback that would need it. And then on top of that, the thing that you do like about Anthony Richardson is, and the thing that intrigues me the most, is that backyard backyard football element that Patrick Mahomes brings, that a lot of the other really young quarterbacks, Josh Allen, the others that they bring to the game that I think he also has, that I think probably turn the powers that be off more so than they do now. Okay, like the the people that are evaluating talent now, I think have a little bit more value for the thing that Anthony Richardson has that you can't exactly teach. And that's just the 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 physical nature of it, and that sort of backyard football ability to do things when there's nothing there. And, and this is an offense that is supposed to have a lot there. I would be super intrigued by it, even yes. though it's something that I wouldn't do. Someone, I'd be heated mainly because uh, he more than likely can uh, can get him at twelve. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't like. I don't know that to be the case because. I just watched Mel Kuyper, and I know you, you, you'll you poo-poo a lot, but I've routinely started to see him slide into the top ten. Yeah. Like they had all four going in the top nine is what Mel had. Yeah, because like, to that point, what if you really, really like him? Like, let's just forget whatever you think. Let's pretend for a second that you really, really like him. Do you feel comfortable knowing how many teams need a quarterback to assume that he's going to be there at 12? There's at least, like, what, four or five teams that legitimately need a quarterback. What if he's like, what if he is the second quarterback taken after Bryce Young? Like what if he surpasses CJ Stroud? You going to sit up there and wait till 12. You know, at that point, now you're talking about either taking him at two or trading up from 12 to go get him Cause he ain't going to last that long more than likely. Some of text in show why no faith in, in Stroud. I just like for me, if I'm drafting that high and I'm going to draft a quarterback, like, 
I I want him to I want to believe like there's a path to this guy being really elite. And I want to visually see that path. And I know you talked about his accuracy could be his special thing, you know, uh, that that could be the case. Uh, and and it might be. I just what it feels it feels like you're going to have to have a lot of help and a lot go right with CJ Stroud. And I'm just, I'm some, like, and I'll just come clean. I'm someone who has set, like many of you have, and I have watched the team that I root for have a whole bunch of just guys that need help, guys that need real help. I watch Alex Smith, who, if C.J. Stroud became Alex Smith, that would be a win. Yeah. With as good as Alex Smith was. But you you had to have a ton of help to get there, and things had to go right. And I watched him not get to a championship game with Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. Now, they were younger, but Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, and, 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 and Eric Berry, and Justin Houston, and they had a crew. Yeah. And then that nut came the very next year. In one year, Patrick Mahomes, a special guy yeah. that has special, and now they're in five straight AFC championship games at two Super Bowls. I'll give you the quarterback who needs a lot of help and has needed a lot of help to be successful, who I think C.J. Stroud is already more accurate than at mm. least. Dak Prescott. Like, I, I think that right now, today, C.J. Stroud is a better and more accurate passer of the football than Dak Prescott is today. Now, is he a better leader? Is he a better winner? And like all of these other intangibles that make Dak pretty good, I can't say that he has that. But just the thing that translates, the the accuracy, I feel like he's already a better thrower of the football than Dak Prescott. So to me, that's a guy that's worth taking number two overall. Like independent of Bryce, mm. independent of everybody else. Like is this does this player grade out at this position or to be drafted around this time? And I feel like C.J. Stroud does. I, I would feel, to me, if Bryce is gone, that is the safest pick. Unless you get yeah, cute. Yeah, that's safest. Yeah, unless you get cute and try to but get I, Hendon Hooker at 33. And at two, man, I – yeah. I got it. I, at two, man. I'm trying. To, I'm trying. To, so, 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 Stroud or, or Richardson? You, I mean, you already laid it out. If, if at two, Bryce Young is gone, and they do like a quarterback, let's 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 flip. You, the, you're forcing me into well, a quarterback. flip, flip. Well, I'm saying flip the scenario. Say for whatever reason they don't want Jalen Carter or Will Anderson, they want a quarterback, and they like. Which one is it? Is it at two? Is it Anthony Richardson or C.J. Stroud? I really don't like how you're forcing me into this situation. <laughs> Forcing you to have a take, and I was the one that got chastised. Remember that earlier? I got chastised for being on the fence. This is a this is a this is a real unfair forced take. (laughs) All right, well, I'll give my answer on the other side. I need need a couple of minutes to think about that, and we'll talk about the big story of the day: Jalen Carter, uh, the number one prospect. Is he off your board? If you haven't heard what happened, we'll let you know. Is he off your board? We'll discuss that next. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. All right, Clint, he'll be back in tomorrow. Brandon Scott hanging in today. Had a, had a good time. Jake, shout out to you as well. Holding it down for Tyler as he is out of town. Um, all right, uh... Brandon has forced this onto me. This, this, first off, this is in the real world. I want to say, in a real world, 
because he's forcing me, handcuffing me to. It's got to be a quarterback. The it, Texans are hell bent right there. Nick it, Casario is hell bent on quarterback or bus at two. It's a thought exercise on, on on them drafting the, what we have agreed is the most important position and the most glaring weakness on the team. Because to me, what what I would do in in real life is I'm taking one of them defensive players is what I'm doing right there at two if uh, if if Bryce Young is gone, but. If you had to force it on me, I'm picking number two in the draft. I got to get somebody where, all right, there's some warts or something, but somebody that I clearly can see the path to elite. And it is, as I said to you, I'm not going to just say it's out for the kid. It is hard for me to see that path to elite. And with Anthony Richardson, he has big-time warts, one that I wouldn't realistically be able to have the balls to take at two. But I can see the path. And Josh Allen in Buffalo was somebody who had a real issue with uh, with his accuracy. And by God, uh, the, the miracles were done on him. Uh, yep. uh, and and, and in, in a year, he completely changed from where he was and now – we're combining everything he has, and I think Anthony Richardson may be more athletic than Josh is. We're combining all of that. So for me, it would have to be if I'm forced, it had to be Richardson because I, I like I got to see somebody that has that has the chance of special, and so, I and I and I it is hard for me to see that. This person texts in Stetson Bennett three more times. Yeah, come on, man. I'm we a, don't. I look. I'm I don't be flip. blocking people on this text line, and I'm not gonna block you two eight one. But stop that. Stop that. Okay, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. This guy right here is now crossing his fingers and hoping that Stetson Bennett becomes the next Brock Purdy this year so he can just roll hard on us. He's going to find all our social medias to let us know. And I will tell you, well done, sir. Stetson Bennett, no doubt, is going to go to a team that already has a starting quarterback. Like, he's going to be like the Brock Purdy's of the world where there's already an established starter or at least an established idea for who the starter is going to be. And then Stetson Bennett will be brought in to be given a chance and maybe even with just respect to his college success. But nobody's going to be like, like what did D'Amico Ryans literally just say when he talked to the media earlier and he was talking about quarterbacks? I thought this was one of the more interesting comments that he did have. He said, it's not about a quarterback fitting into our system. It's about us fitting our system around the quarterback. Could you imagine the Texans or any team, for that matter, being like, you know what we're going to build our system around? You know what quarterback we're going to build our system around? Stetson Bennett. Like, nobody's <laughs> nobody's going to do that. Not even the – I don't care what you think about the Texans. Hate them, love them, respect them, don't respect them. Ain't nobody doing that. Okay, like I said – Whoever picks Stetson Bennett is going to be a team that already has an idea for what they're doing at quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just, uh, if it's between those two, man, I, I could see the path. So, so on the elite thing, though, I wanted to ask you does college success or elite college play, uh, elite college production, not illustrate the path to being elite? So, and, and even with the context of a lot of those dudes being butt naked wide open that he was throwing to, I get it. I'm not trying to dispute that. But he also has some tape where he threw in the tight windows, and the word on him is that the accuracy is above average. Is is the path to it not just basically what you've seen him do already in college? Sometimes, 
sometimes physical stuff, like the Georgia game, and I've watched a lot of Ohio State. I'm not going to say I watched all of them. Yeah, I watched, but I, I watched but I like, But yeah. every, like every big game he played in the last two years, I'd say I'd watched. The Georgia game is the outlier in terms of seeing him pull up like that, seeing him play special and seeing like, oh, that kind of stuff can translate to the NFL level. The other stuff to me was just like, and, I, and I'm going to tell you this right now, I don't have it in in me the the deals of oh there's no there's been no good Ohio State quarterbacks that's dumb yeah. every person is different there yeah. were no good Texas Tech quarterbacks right. until that 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 nut yeah. came out of there. yeah that that it had nothing to do with Patrick Mahomes in this part Wyoming, about the Ohio, yeah Dwayne Haggins ain't got nothing to do with yeah, uh, Wyoming hasn't been dragging quarterbacks in until Josh got there you so, go but but for me it's just I just like when I watch him I I don't see like mm, that's gonna translate big time. To the NFL level, I will point out that the that the outlier that you mentioned came against the best competition. Oh, I did. So he it, it did. so he picked a hell of a time to have what you deemed an outlier performance, and, and, and I, to and me, I think it, he's it added it, it, a lot to it. And, and it, but to me, that that also does show you a glimpse of okay. And a lot of people were wondering this at the time, like, oh, I wonder why he didn't do that all the time, or why he didn't do that more, or why he's been more reluctant to show why didn't look that like he's got that a little bit more in his bag. Michigan, the last two years, why it didn't yeah. look like. Well, in the in the first half, I thought against Michigan, I thought he looked okay, and then it kind of just the wheels fell off. Yeah, and that's the other thing. Late, yeah, yeah. like the Georgia time was the first time. Also, like when stuff like hit the fan, he was yeah, he picked it up. All right, I do want to get to this real quick, and I want to get because I see some people on the text line uh, responding to Jalen Carter. Jalen Carter, uh, the former Georgia star, many people look at as the top prospect uh, in uh, in the draft coming up, has been charged with reckless driving and racing in connection with a crash that killed a teammate and a recruiting staff coordinator. Some of the, uh, some of the, the things that came out of that, uh, he and uh, the, the, the other vehicle in which those two passed away, uh, they were appearing to uh, allegedly be racing uh, in a manner that was consistent with racing shortly after uh, 2.30 in downtown, 2.30 a.m. in downtown Athens, Athens. Speeds up to 104 miles an hour, at least being reported by uh, the vehicle in which the guy, uh, the the two passed away, and injuries were also occurred in there. Uh, they were driving, uh, be switching lanes, overtaking um, other drivers there, uh, and uh, and drove in the center turn lane. Really, really, really dangerous, and quite frankly, if I could be candid, stupid, stupid decisions and things that they were doing, putting. Uh, putting themselves and many others at risk, which then ultimately resulted in two two lives being lost. Um, but with that, he has been uh, charged in Athens uh, two mister misdemeanor crimes, which the penalties with them are a thousand dollar fine and um, and uh, and uh, a community what, service. What, excuse what, me. What did you say? A year of jail or something year, like that. Community service or a year of jail. Many people believe it is going to be the fine in the community service. And the question is, would he be off your draft board? If you're the Texans, whatever, in your mind, do you think he he's off the draft board? I think the old Texans, the Texans that we've remembered before where it feels like a new change, I think he would be off the draft board. This one, I'm not sure yet the way the D'Amico is handling things. It feels like he does have a good amount of power would he be off your draft board? Yeah, no, not off of mine. Not at least not yet. I don't have enough information to say just based off of this. No, he's not off of my draft board. Now, 
this is going to make me want to ask a number of follow-up questions, and I would imagine would make anyone want to ask a number of follow-up questions before you invest. And so at that point, I need to know what the answers to those questions are before I feel extremely comfortable about it or before I'm ready to say, yeah, I'm going to do this. But no, just a young person doing something stupid, making a, a really big mistake, even as as costly or as uh, as fatal as this one turned out to be. I mean, it's a tragic story, but isolated just by itself. No, th- this is not one that makes me take them off the draft board. Now, to, to over personalize this a little bit, this is one of my biggest fears as a parent. You know, you you know me. I have a twelve year old daughter, and you know, so she's not far away from being able to drive at some point. This is one of my biggest fears as a parent. So I could just only imagine what it must be like for you know for the people that are really involved in this. And so like that that's really my thing more than anything. It's like man, I wonder if the kid's okay. Does he like how does he internalize this? Does he feel partly responsible for the lives lost? But no, just talking about straight up draft. No, he's the best player in the draft. If anything. For draft purposes, I'm hoping that he falls a little bit and that I'm able to get him at a high value. See, I I, I completely I, I, I'm there with you. Um, he would not be off my draft board, and I'm not making any excuses for him at all. I think it was very stupid and very uh, he didn't he didn't give a rip about others around him, and he made a really poor decision. But he is not the first or the last person at 21 years old to make poor decisions like that. To me, I would look at it: is this a history is there is there a pattern that right. he is involved in bad decisions like that is there a pattern that he is he is doing things like that and as i said earlier i just my 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 life work working with at risk youth as i did 10 years uh of my life uh, prior to being a, a radio host working with kids who had awful 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 situations similar to this, if not worse. Um, I'm just not in line to just throw folks off. Yeah. Right. And and that's just me personally, and I can understand how others may feel a different way. Someone text in, he's not only off my board, he's dead to me. I, like, I don't operate that way yeah. to me. And uh, I'm probably one that has to be told and has to been told, and my wife has had to tell me before, you can't save everybody. That's true. And And – but I don't know that he has shown that he is in that level yet. Yeah, well, and that's the reason why you got to ask those questions because if there's a pattern of behavior, and we were making this distinction between judgment and character, well, you got to make a judgment on what is the difference. Like, is this a, a character issue or is this somebody who just lacks sound judgment? And to me, that would also be a reason to pass on a guy. Like, if you can't trust somebody to make sound decisions and to use good and proper judgment then you can't draft him at number two yeah yeah so yeah he wouldn't be off mine at this point now we find out more we find out more and more things than then with new evidence as uh yeah. as i would say that you, you have the right to change yeah. best but player in the draft so we'll see gotta keep that um, we'll in mind s- this will be the first one to, to figure out if there is a change within the texans do they view things view these things differently all right brandon great job uh always loving when you come in to fill in clint will be in tomorrow Jake, great job as well today, holding it down uh, as uh, as Tyler is out. Coming up behind us, Texans All Access. Make sure you listen to the guys uh, as they always have great, great conversations and content going on. They're coming up behind us. I am Ron, the show Hughley, as always, Houston. We love you, baby. Tyler is in Cabo. He said his nipples are okay. Me and Cooch Light and jump off in this pool.